0: Number one, 13 0 Michigan will face off against number four, 12 1 Alabama at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the Rose Bowl to kick off the 2023 college football playoff. And this matchup here is taking up the most oxygen in the room. And maybe it's right, maybe it's wrong, but I think it's rightfully so because Nick Saban is the greatest college football head coach of all time. He's the best coach in college football right now, and Jim Harbaugh is quickly climbing the ranks, and I think he is a top four head coach in college football right now. These two schools are also the only two playoff teams that are top four in ESPN's FPI, Alabama being fourth, Michigan being first, and these two teams are also the top two favorites to win it all despite playing each other in the first semifinal. What that communicates is that analytics and odds makers expect whoever wins the Rose Bowl to beat either Washington or Texas in the national championship game. Grab a drink, grab food, do whatever you can to watch this video all the way through, not just so that College Football with Sam and this awesome community, the best Big Ten football community on YouTube, can get into the algorithm— but so that you can get an awesome preview and prediction of this game. Seriously. Like this video, subscribe to the channel, and click the notification bell so that you can get notified when I release more college football content. I am going to be talking about this game more throughout the week, even though it is the week of Christmas, and yes, I'm going to be celebrating with my family, as will many of you, College football is college football, and it's my passion, so I'm going to be talking about it and giving reasons why Alabama and Michigan can win, and also I will be doing an even longer, more in-depth and in-detail preview and prediction video that we'll release later this week, but this video will do right now. Comment your own prediction, analysis, and your thoughts down in the comment section below, You probably see something that I don't see or that others see. You have a new or differing, valuable perspective. And combining all those perspectives together helps give an accurate picture of the feel around this game and also around what this game could end up looking like. So your thoughts and your participation is encouraged, and it's also going to be reflected in today's video because I have some polls or really a poll that I'm featuring in this video that shows the perception surrounding this game via my subscriber base. And if you want to support the channel, check out my Patreon page via the link in the description and the pinned comment so that you can be supportive of the channel. I'll thank you always and give special recognition to certain patrons at the end of the video. And also, depending on your tier, you do get bonus content. Nick Saban and Jim Harbaugh, And Jalen Milrow, J.J. McCarthy, these are two teams that, as I mentioned yesterday in my J.J. McCarthy versus Jalen Milrow comparison analysis video, these are two teams that are outside of the top 120 in passing attempts per game, but these are two teams that have quarterbacks that are top 10 in QBR, that have ridiculously efficient passing offenses, and that have defenses that are peaking at the right time. The Rose Bowl is the most prestigious of all New Year's Six Bowl games, and it's very fitting that in the final year of the four-team playoff, the Rose Bowl is not just the site of a college football playoff semifinal, which is one of the most important games of the entire season, but it's pitted between the two favorites to win it all and between the two teams that have, I think, the two best coaches in the college football playoff, though maybe there's an argument that Kalen DeBoer is better than Jim Harbaugh, but that's for a different day. We're talking about the Rose Bowl here, and this video is shorter than most of my videos, but if you want to get a deeper preview and analysis without a prediction, but one that I think sets up this prediction video well, you can check out this video. Rose Bowl early preview analysis and team comparison down via a link in the description, a link in the pinned comment, and also you should see an informational card on the top right of this video screen that you can click on and you can find your way to this video. So if you want to get more insight from me and really just a video that spits out information and analytics have at it. I encourage you to watch this if you have not already. Now, getting down to business and talking about the matchup here, this game will be played in the Rose Bowl. Michigan, 13-0. They're number one in the college football playoff rankings. They're also number one in FPI, which means they're the highest power-rated team per ESPN. Alabama is fourth in the college football playoff rankings. They are also fourth in ESPN's FPI. They jumped to fourth from fifth, after USF had that massive win over Syracuse, where they toasted that pathetic ACC program. The Crimson Tide are 12 and one. Their only loss coming to Texas. They're SEC champions. Michigan is the champion of the Big Ten. The Wolverines are given a 55.6% chance to win per ESPN's FPI. And the feel around this game from my subscriber base is 50 50. But this is primarily a Big Ten channel, so I understand that there is going to be a Big Ten lean here. People have said accusatoringly in my comments that this is a Michigan channel. It's not a Michigan channel. There are more Ohio State fans who are subscribed to me than there are Michigan fans, and um, if you don't believe me, look at Most of my popular videos, they're either Nebraska videos or Ohio State videos, and look at the polls surrounding the game. My polls asking my subscribers to predict the winner of Michigan-Ohio State the week before it happened. All the Ohio State fans gained a bunch of confidence and came out of the forest and picked Ohio State. And I love the Ohio State fan base. I love the Michigan fan base. I'm a Michigan fan But College Football with Sam by no means is a Michigan channel. It's a Big Ten channel that also occasionally goes outside of the bounds of the conference and looks at the entire college football landscape. That's why I'm doing this preview and prediction video. That's also why I'm doing a Washington and Texas shorter-than-usual preview and prediction video. Shorter-than-usual for this channel Um, Depending on how well these videos do, I might do these shorter preview and prediction videos in the future as the regular, and then for bigger games, I will go in-depth and really zone in once again because the Alabama-Michigan preview video and analysis that I encourage you all to watch, and I will do so again with another informational card on the top right of the screen, that's a 50-minute long video. And my in-depth prediction video, which will have more specific predictions and some explanations for things, that will probably be a 40, 45, maybe 50 minute long video. So nothing out of the usual for those, but this, I like to experiment, try different things, and we're going to see that here. But getting back on topic, the general sentiment surrounding this game is Alabama's going to win, they're going to expose Michigan. Michigan. The sentiment from my subscriber base is that this is going to be a close game. It's going to be an all-time classic. You can see that in the fact that out of 4,000 voters, which is extremely high participation for a preview and prediction poll, 54% picked Michigan, about 46% picked Alabama. That's about 2,200 people that picked Michigan and 1,800 that picked the Crimson Tide. Michigan's only favored by two per ESPN bet right now, and they're favored by two and a half from FPI, which roughly translates to in a neutral field being given a 55.6% chance to win. These teams are going to experiment. They're going to try new things. Their playbooks throughout the regular season were used up. Alabama had to pull everything out of the bag to beat Auburn and to beat Georgia. Michigan had to pull everything out of the bag to beat Ohio State but with a month to prepare with Michigan I think is the best assistant coaching staff in the country Nick Saban is the best head coach in the country with a a staff that I underestimated in the preseason but I'm not gonna do here right now these two teams are going to I think play to their ceiling very much so Alabama's ceiling we really haven't seen them come close to that I think, this season in one sense, but at the same time, looking at how they've played throughout the regular season, whether it's against Texas or Texas A&M or Auburn or Georgia or Kentucky, there's a lot of variation, a lot of up and down movement. The trend of Alabama has been up But it's still up and down. It's like a wavelength that's traveling upward at a 45-degree angle, if you can picture that in your mind. That's where Alabama's trending, going up and down and up and down. But every time the valley raises along with the mountaintops, it's this upward trajectory, but one that's not necessarily stable. For Michigan, they started off better than Alabama at the beginning of the season, they haven't had the same level of improvement, in my mind, as Alabama has. In fact, there's an argument that Michigan has gotten worse as the season has gone along. But Michigan, to their credit, also had a schedule that was totally backloaded, where all of their tough games were at the end of the season. Penn State, Maryland was actually one of their toughest opponents, which shows how weak the Big Ten is. Ohio State, and then Iowa, again, one of their tougher opponents, which again shows how weak the Big Ten is outside of Penn State and Ohio State, who I think are definitely top 10 teams. And newsflash, I think Ohio State is one of the top four teams in terms of analytics and in terms of who are the best teams. I think Ohio State is one of the four best teams. But deserving from that perspective, absolutely not. They had to win against Michigan, and they had to win the Big Ten Championship game to get in. Instead, it was Michigan who went 13-0, and Ohio State is playing in the Cotton Bowl. By the way, I'm going to do a preview and prediction video for that game. Let's dive deeper into the position previews, looking at the different roster points. Again, I think Michigan is the best assistant coaching pool in the country. This factors in coordinators, position coaches, strength and conditioning, And Nick Saban, as good as he is, and look, he's elite. He's better than Jim Harbaugh. I just think most of Michigan's assistant coaches by position are better than Alabama's. I think Michigan's coordinators, Sharon Moore and Jesse Minner, are better than Tommy Reese and Kevin Steele, and I think Michigan is the better strength and conditioning coach. And assistants matter. They absolutely do. Now... To a certain degree, this is an incomplete listing for Michigan because Nick Saban has an elite record. He's only lost one college football playoff semifinal. That was to Ohio State in the inaugural college football playoff, 14 playoff. Jim Harbaugh has not won a bowl game since 2015. So there's a strong argument, I think, that Alabama has staff. More so because maybe Nick Saban, and Nick Saban is that much better of a head coach than Jim Harbaugh is. But I think this staff for Michigan is absolutely incredible. I mean, look at the blue-chip ratio between these two teams. Alabama is outer-worldly in four- and five-star talent acquisition. They are, and they're outer-worldly in NFL development. But then look at Michigan. The fact that Michigan is power-rated ahead of Alabama, the fact that Michigan is even ranked higher than Alabama and has a better record, and the fact that Michigan has played more consistently than Alabama. Michigan is first in game control, they're first in average in game-win probability, they're first in points-per-play margin, all of those important statistics, with that much less talent, and Michigan still having played an elite Ohio State team, a near-elite Penn State team, and fighting through injuries, that goes to show how great their staff is at developing players. Michigan might be in terms of in terms of roster development and adjusting for star talent, whether you have an abundance of it or a lack of it. Michigan might be one of the best developmental programs in the country. I give Michigan a slight edge at quarterback. I think J.J. McCarthy is a better passer than Jalen Milroe and... Obviously, passing matters more as a quarterback than running. McCarthy is an 89.3 QBR, 19 touchdowns, 4 picks, 2,630 passing yards. Milrow is an 83.6 QBR, which is ninth, 23 passing touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 2,718 passing yards. But personally, I prefer a dual-threat quarterback over a quarterback that is... I think in the case of J.J. McCarthy, I don't know which comparison is better. They're very incomplete, but either an extremely light edition of Joe Burrow or a different Michigan variation of Stetson Bennett where you have mobility, but that's not necessarily your strong suit. Jalen Milroe is, I think, as strong as a runner as he is a passer, and he has the same upside in both categories. That's scary. I'm a big fan of dual-threat quarterbacks. I personally would rather have Jalen Milrow on my roster than McCarthy. But objectively, taking out my own personal preferences, McCarthy is the better quarterback. He's more efficient. He's better in the short and intermediate passing game. And you might say, well, Jalen Milrow's better at the deep ball. And he is. But you're going to have a lot more short and intermediate passes than deep passes won't you and McCarthy is also in my mind better at getting rid of the ball quickly Jalen Milroe has a habit of taking too long to read the field and then getting sacked because he holds on to the ball for too long so I give Michigan quarterback I don't think there's any doubt that Michigan has an advantage at the offensive and defensive line Michigan is better than Alabama at yards allowed per carry and in terms of pressure Alabama gets their pressure from Dallas Turner, mainly, who's a linebacker. He's a linebacker, blitzing linebacker, edge player. Michigan's traditional defensive tackles and traditional defensive ends are much better than Alabama's. And at the offensive line, Michigan's allowed around 18, 20 sacks on the season, 18 sacks. Alabama has allowed 43, and both teams are averaging 4.3 yards per carry. And Michigan has played tougher defenses in the same way that alabama's defense has faced tougher offenses so i give trench play to michigan i give running back to michigan blake Corum's a thousand yard rusher over 20 rushing touchdowns on the season specifically 24 rushing touchdowns and donovan edwards and kalem mullings each have over 100 rushing yards as well and they will be healthy along with benjamin hall you just can't get better than michigan at running back depth and power in the running back room. But Jace McClellan will be healthy f- for Alabama, and Roy Dell Williams will be there as well. I give tight end to Michigan with Colston Loveland and A.J. Barner, but I have to give wide receiver to Alabama with Isaiah Bond and Jermaine Burton. Jermaine Burton is averaging over 20 yards per reception right now. He has eight receiving touchdowns and 777 receiving yards. Isaiah Bond leads Alabama in receptions with 44 he has 621 receiving yards and four receiving touchdowns, and, and Bond has really come onto the scene later. Again with Alabama, they are peaking. They are peaking at the right time with kind of a more wide variety in range of outcomes. Alabama against Auburn will look like bleh, like they did against Texas or like they did against Arkansas, and then against A&M, they play a close game, but they shred a good AM defense. And against Georgia, they just own the dogs at the line of scrimmage. It's very interesting. And I'd expect Alabama to bring their best to this game. I'm going to make my prediction as if Alabama brings their best to this game. And I think Michigan will also bring their best to this game. Defensively, Alabama no doubt is better at getting pressure. They have 38 sacks compared to Michigan's 33. Michigan has... Two more fumble recoveries, four more interceptions. Michigan has three pick sixes compared to Alabama's one, and Michigan's less turnover-prone offensively and more ball hawkish defensively. Um, Michigan, I think, tackles better. I think Michigan's more physical on the defensive side. Michigan, no doubt, has the better run defense. Their top 10 in most rushing de- defense categories, including rushing yards allowed per game, yards allowed per carry, And teams run on Michigan more than they do Alabama. And yet Alabama is inferior to this Michigan defense in rushing yards allowed per game and yards per carry allowed. But they have also faced rushing offenses like Georgia's, which was elite and probably still is, but Alabama found a way to shut them down, especially because Georgia ran on the outside way too much. They struggled against Auburn, but Auburn is a good rushing attack texas they were able to limit jonathan brooks in that offensive line but when it mattered they just couldn't stop that force up front and against lsu you can't blame anyone for letting lsu drive up and down the field on you that might be a better lsu offense than the 2019 lsu offense i'm gonna give michigan this is controversial i don't think special teams is i think alabama with Will Reichard and James Burnip at punter, is better than James Turner and Tommy Doman. I'm going to give Michigan secondary. I think that Will Johnson and Mikey Sainra still and Josh Wallace, Makari Page, Rod Moore, Keon Saab, again, 16 interceptions, 48 passes defended, and four pick-sixes for Michigan Alabama has 44 passes defended, 12 interceptions, and a touchdown. And I have seen Alabama defensive backs get torched by a variety of quarterbacks. Daniels, that's excusable. He's insane. I've seen Arian Smith get behind them. And Arian Smith's fast, but that's about it. I have seen seen Arkansas find ways to move down the field on them. I've seen Max Johnson passing them, and Auburn did not have much success through the air, but the is involved in stopping the run as well. I just think Michigan's secondary tackles better, I think they defend the pass better, but there is some contention there, because the only good quarterback Michigan has played all season is Kyle McCord, and him and an elite wide receiver and tight end room found ways to get behind Michigan's secondary, Alabama's secondary has played Jaden Daniels, they have played Carson Beck. They've played Quinn Ewers. They, Alabama's defense, I think, is more battle-tested in the same way that I think Michigan's offense is more battle-tested, with Michigan facing teams with some of the best defenses in the country and Alabama facing teams with some of the best offenses in the country. This is going to be a fascinating matchup, and some players to watch in this game, I think, for Alabama are quarterback Jalen Milrow and for Michigan running back Blake Corum. Some other players to pay attention to for Alabama, I would say, is Jermaine Burton, the primary deep threat. Michigan's secondary has had some occasional issues of defending the deep explosive pass, and I think Jalen Milro will want to connect with Jermaine Burton to exploit that. Watch out for Dallas Turner. He leads Alabama in sacks with nine, and also Chris Braswell. Um, how they will match up against Michigan's offensive tackles and how they will stop the run as I don't expect Alabama's defensive tackles to be able to stop the run on their own. I'm curious to see how Alabama's linebacker core, which I think is the best linebacker core in this matchup, um, I'm curious to see how they will do in really winning the line of scrimmage because I don't think that Alabama's front four front three or whatever front they use i don't think their traditional front is going to be able to win the battle alone i think they're going to have to stack the box against the run and it would be smart of course to apply pressure against a michigan offensive tackle room that is not as good as the 2022 or 2021 pass protection unit for michigan outside of blake Corum, you look at jj mccarthy How will he do? Will he have to take on a greater load than what he's used to? And also, I would say defensively, look for Mikey Sainer-Still, because Sainer-Still is the most aggressive defensive back for Michigan. This is why he has several pick sixes and sacks, and why he has a lot of highlights. But he's also the Michigan defensive back starting that I think is the most prone to being torched and burned. I've watched him be burned two, three, maybe four times in the deep passing game this season. Some of it was, you know, during garbage time when you're just trying to, I don't know, have fun or test out new things. But there were other times where it was in legitimate, you know, game and momentum shifting moments. So watching out for him to have a big day or for Alabama to try and test him would be interesting, but I think he's going to step up to the challenge. Also, Jalen Harrell for Michigan, Michigan's leader in sacks. How is he going to match up with Caden Proctor and that Alabama pass protection unit? Milrow is top 10 in QBR on the season. He's averaging 10.4 yards per pass attempt, and he has a 177.5 passer rating. He also has 468 rushing yards and 12 rushing touchdowns. For Michigan's Blake Corum, he has 1,028 rushing yards. He's averaging 4.7 yards per carry. And he has 24 rushing touchdowns, where he leads the nation by a mile in that category. These players, I'm telling you, especially the players to watch, are going to be the stars. They are going to bring their best. And I can't wait to see what that means. I seriously can't. This Rose Bowl game, the Sugar Bowl, and I'm going to talk about the Sugar Bowl game as well. I'll try and talk about it later today, actually, and release it in the nighttime. That's going to be a good matchup, and for me, that was actually the harder matchup to decide. This matchup was easier to decide, in my opinion, than the Sugar Bowl, but this matchup, I think, carries more weight. Uh, Michigan and Alabama are—it's blue blood on blue blood. It's the GOAT on a top-four head coach. It is the most experienced roster in the country outside of maybe Florida State and Kansas against a very inexperienced roster. There's just so many fascinating just points of conflict and matchup that I am excited to see. But I ultimately think the team that has the highest ceiling will prevail because I think that both of these coaching staffs are elite enough to where they will play to their ceiling and they will bring their best. And this year, I think that's Michigan. Michigan. Not only do I think that Michigan will win, I think they're going to win decisively. Because Michigan has played teams in Iowa, Ohio State, and Penn State who have, wait for it, better interior defense than Alabama does. Alabama objectively does not have the same run defense that Ohio State or Penn State have or that Iowa has. Doesn't mean they don't have inferior defenses overall. I think their defense right now is better than Iowa's because of Cooper DeJean's injury, but I still think that Penn State and Ohio State overall have better defenses. This Alabama team is great. I think they're going to find ways to get the passing game involved, but Alabama is more run-heavy than Michigan. This is something that people miss. People think of Alabama as more of a passing team than they are because that's how they get their big explosive plays is a Jalen Milroe run or a, a big touchdown. But Alabama wants to run the football. They have a higher percentage of run plays than even Michigan does, which is nuts to think about. Michigan has one of the best run defenses in the country. Michigan has allowed rushing yards, but that's because they rarely blitz. Michigan typically sits in soft zone and depends on a four- or five-man front to get pressure or shut down opposing run games. We have not seen Michigan send a lot of pressure or blitz much. They like to play it safe at times. Um, I think that Michigan will have not a field day with Alabama because I think Alabama is too good. They're going to come out with a good game plan, but they will limit this Alabama ground game And I don't think that Jalen Milrow is a consistent enough passer for him to put the offense on his back and score more than low 20s or high teens against this defense. Alabama, if they want to score close to that 30 mark, which I think whoever wins this game is going to score mid-20s, lower 30s, upper 20s, you're going to have to find a way to consistently run the football. And Michigan's defense, they faced Penn State, they faced Ohio State. Penn State has a good offensive line, and Ohio State's offensive line played one of their best games of the season against Michigan, and they dramatically improved throughout the season in the same way that Alabama's team overall has. The Crimson Tide's offense will not be consistent enough to win this matchup. Meanwhile, with Michigan, I think they will run for over 200 yards. I think this game for Michigan will look a lot like the Penn State game but more scoring on the account of both Michigan and Alabama. Penn State, their offense is lethargic. They lack explosiveness. They're great against the weak, but against the strong, they suck. Alabama has enough upside, plenty of upside in offense, to score on any defense in the country with Jermaine Burton, Bond, McClellan and even Roydo Williams, despite not being elite running backs, are great running backs, and they're also capable pass catchers. And Milroe is one of the highest ceiling athletes in all of college football. It's nuts. He's big, arm strength, deep ball accuracy. They'll find ways to score on Michigan, but Michigan will find ways to score on Alabama in a more consistent way. There will be a few fourth down conversions. I think Michigan will average around four, four and a half, maybe close, but more likely under five yards per carry with 200 or more rushing yards, and they'll pass for about 150 as well. The stat profile will probably look similar to the Ohio State game with more rushing yards because I think that Ohio State's defense, both at defending the pass, but more importantly, defending the run is better than Alabama's defense overall. The Wolverines offense will power through with fourth down conversions, power football, and they will prevail. But this game, despite the fact that I think Michigan will control it, it won't be a dominant performance. And with Alabama, all they will need is one or two more explosive plays than Michigan can afford to give up, and they could win this matchup. Because I think that Michigan is going to be playing ball control, Disciplined football, and they're going to be all in with their game plan. I think Michigan could effectively play a turtle game plan similar to Penn State and win, but the consequence of that game plan is if you make one mistake defensively, Alabama could take the lead. They could be right back in the game and in the driver's seat, and Alabama's defense will force punts. I'm not expecting Michigan to go on five drives that chew up eight minutes of clock and Michigan just owns the entire game. It's not what's going to happen here. These teams will feel each other out because they're going to be playing to their ceilings. Michigan will win because I think objectively through analytics, FPI, and what we've seen in, in 13 games, Michigan has the higher ceiling. And if Alabama somehow has the higher ceiling, well, I'm wrong, but I don't think they do because against the SEC championship game, I was not—I frankly wasn't as impressed as a lot of people were, and I also wasn't impressed with Michigan's performance against Iowa, but I think both of these teams will bring better efforts than Alabama did against Georgia and than Michigan did against Iowa, for sure. I just think Michigan is the higher ceiling, and that's why they're going to win this game. Thank you all so much for watching this video. Remember to like, subscribe, and click the notification bell, and comment your thoughts down below. Thanks to Crash2488 for sponsoring this video as a Heisman Patron. Thanks to Spencer Bringhurst for being an All-American Patron. And thanks to Will Loftus, Gabriel Calendar, Roaming Gnome, Matthew Sale, Chris Lane, Austin Christmas, and Zubin Zah for being all conference Patron members. Have a phenomenal day, guys, and Merry Christmas. Bye-bye.